Welcome to another inspiring sister's message. We hope you are blessed by this ministry. Well, hello, God's gorgeous girls. You all look so beautiful. It is so amazing not to wear masks. Aren't you glad? You all look so beautiful. So this evening, why don't you turn to a sister next to you and say, hey, girl, you look gorgeous. And then turn to the other sister that you ignored and say, hey girl, you also look gorgeous. Well, ladies, how exciting is it that we get to gather again together as God's gorgeous girls this evening. And uh, as Pastor P said, my name is Sonke. I'm part of the Rivers team and I am in Kids Zone. I'm married to the love of my life, Dennis. And even though it felt like it took forever for him to come, I'm so grateful for God's timing. So ladies, if you are here tonight and you are waiting on your Boaz, if God has you waiting, yes, girl, yes, we see you. If you are waiting on your Boaz, best believe that God has you waiting for a very specific reason, and he is going to exceed your hopes and your dreams. Well, ladies, it is such an honor and a privilege to be able to share with us tonight and to encourage us in the word. And I just would like to thank Pastor Vilma for trusting myself and Simi with the platform tonight to be able to share with us. Are you going to be responsive? Are you glad you came this evening? Awesome. Me too. So every year at Sisters, we have a vision for the year. And this year, our vision is hopes and dreams. And many of us in the room tonight, I'm sure, have hopes and dreams of our own that we are waiting God for God to fulfill, right? But God also has hopes and dreams for us as his gorgeous girls because he is the originator of hopes and dreams. And as Pastor P already alluded to earlier, last month, Pastor Vilma started a message on the Proverbs 31 woman with a specific focus on verse 30 and the benefits of being a God-fearing woman. And if you missed last month, I really would encourage you to go and catch up on the message because there's so much gold. And tonight, we are going to be exploring another verse in Proverbs 31. So let's lean in and trust that God will speak to us. And we're going to pray now and commit this meeting to God. So won't you put your hand on your heart and let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to be in your presence as your gorgeous girls. Lord, I just pray that you would speak to each and every single heart here and every situation, that you would have your way, Holy Spirit. We pray that at the close of the service, that people would come to know you and that lives and destinies would be forever changed. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. And every gorgeous girl said... Amen. Well, we're going to jump straight into it, and the title of tonight's message is God's Dream Girl. Thank you, Pastor Vilma. So we're going to be looking at Proverbs 31, verse 25, and it says, She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. So I will be focusing on the first part of this verse, and Simi will be focusing on the second part. So as we see, the verse starts with, She is clothed. Now, ladies, I don't know about you, but I love clothing. Anyone here with me who loves clothing? Okay, awesome. And winter fashion especially is my favorite. There's just so much better 
clothing for winter than there is for summer. Maybe I'm probably biased as well because I do prefer winter over summer. Any winter girls here? Okay, awesome. So I love sneakers as well. I wear heels every now and then, but generally when you see me, I'm in sweatpants, I'm in chilled clothing, jeans and sneakers, and maybe boots every now and then. So our clothing says a lot, sorry, Thank you. Our clothing and what we wear says a lot about us, right? Sometimes you can almost tell the kind of person that someone is based on what they're wearing. Like our clothing sometimes expresses our personality, what we like and what we don't like. And every day as women, we pay, we pay careful attention to our outfits. What we wear is very important to us, and sometimes we can end up paying so much attention to our outward appearance that we can actually begin to neglect what's happening on the inside. You know, as God's dream girls, he wants us to focus on our inward beauty rather than our outward appearance. Yes, of course, we can like nice things and we can enjoy the blessings that God has given us, but that shouldn't be our focus. We read in 1 Peter 3 from verse 3, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Now, ladies, Peter is not saying that we shouldn't have nice hair and nice jewelry or nice clothes. We can definitely have those things, but what he is saying is that we shouldn't be so caught up with those things because these things change and they fade away. I mean, one season, box braids are a thing, and then next season, it's passion twists. One season, we are wearing wide leg pants, and then the next season, it's like high-waisted skinny jeans. One moment we are shaving our eyebrows off and the next moment we're drawing them back on. You see, these things change and they fade with time. You see, but the inward beauty that we have does not change and it does not fade. Our character and our inner strength are things that will not fade. Amen. And that is what we need to focus on as God's dream girls. Now, strength is defined as the capacity for exertion or endurance. As women, we don't need to be told that we're strong because we already know that we're strong, right? We can be sick and still go to work and get on with the day and take care of kids. Like, everything is fine. Women experience childbirth, something that I haven't personally gone through yet, but I have heard that it is no child's play. It is extremely painful. As women, we tend to be strong for our families, for our children, for our colleagues, and just about everyone in our lives. There are so many quotes about strong women and all the great things that they have accomplished, and this is awesome. However, this type of strength is not enough, ladies. Physical strength is important, and we do need physical strength, but God also wants us to have another type of strength. And that is our inner strength and the strength of character, because that's what will carry us through life. You see, being clothed has a lot more to do than just what we're wearing on the outside. Let's read together in Colossians 3, verse 12. 
since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. You know, there are women in the Bible who we can learn from, who clothe themselves in, with strength and dignity in every season, no matter the circumstance. And my personal favorite is Ruth. For the sake of time, I'm not going to go through the whole book of Ruth, but I really would encourage you in your own time to read the book. It's four chapters, very quick, but there's so much gold in the book. Ruth faced a lot of hardship, including losing her husband and moving to a foreign land where she knew absolutely no one except for her mother-in-law. Now, although Ruth was an outsider, she had a good reputation because she was a woman of character. Her loyalty and her kindness to her mother-in-law gained her a good reputation and favor with God. Ruth's beauty came from within. She was humble, she was honorable, and she was respectful. Ruth found her strength in God even after everything that she had lost. And as God's dream girls tonight, we need to make sure that we are drawing our strength from God because He is our source. And when God is our source of strength, our supply will never run dry. Habakkuk 3 verse 19. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. You see, ladies, it is God's strength in us that will enable us to keep going and to do what we need to do. God is our source of strength. And so if we want to be clothed in strength, we need to make sure that we are connected to him. Which brings us to the first point of tonight. Be strong in the Lord. You see, the Bible talks about putting on the full armor of God so that we can stand firm against all the strategies of the enemy. We can find the full armor of God in Ephesians 6 from verse 10. And I would also encourage you in your own time to read through it. You see, when we strengthen ourselves in God, we'll be able to face whatever comes our way, knowing that in the end, God will give us the victory. You see, we need to put on every piece of God's armor so that even after the battle, we will be able to still stand firm. In sports, they often say that you're most vulnerable after you've won a point because your God is down. And the same can be true about life. We need to make sure that even after God gives us the victory, our focus remains on Him and not on ourselves. Yeah, come on, give God praise. We need to make sure as God's dream goes that we have a balance of strength and dignity. Dignity is defined as the quality or state of being worthy, honored, or esteemed. The word dignity speaks of how we carry ourselves, not just as women, but as daughters of God. Dignity refers to how we should conduct ourselves as God's gorgeous girls. We need to make sure that we are the same woman in private that we are in public. Dignity is the confidence that we can walk around in because we know that our worth is found in Jesus and not in the world. As God's dream girls, we shouldn't blend in with culture in terms of how we carry ourselves. 
we should have a different fragrance to that of the world because we know whose we are. We are royalty and therefore we need to conduct ourselves in such a manner. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So ladies, since we have been called out of darkness into God's wonderful light, we need to make sure that we are light bearers to the lost. You know, in a world that puts women down so much, we need to make sure that we are lifting each other up and not bringing each other down because the world already does enough of that. You see, the way that we treat each other matters to God. Our thoughts, our words, our clothing, the things that we wear, it all matters to God. And so in everything that we do, we need to constantly ask ourselves if we are representing Christ well. You know, last month, Pastor Vilma spoke about the WWJD band, which means what would Jesus do? And we need to constantly ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? As God's dream girls, we shouldn't blend in with the world because we're not of this world. We need to make sure that we are standing out. And so everything that we do as God's dream girls, we need to make sure that it's filtered through the word of God. Romans 12 verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, of course, we will still make mistakes because we're not perfect and we still fall short of God's glorious standards. But God is at work within us even when we do make mistakes. So we need to make sure that when we do make mistakes that we don't give up, but that we press on towards God. Going back to Ruth, she had been going through a lot of heartache but she didn't let that heartache get into her spirit. She could have chosen bitterness, but instead Ruth chose hope. Every day she chose to clothe herself with strength and dignity, and we can also choose to do the same. We need to make sure as God's gorgeous girls that we never let loyalty and kindness leave us because that is what will earn us a good reputation and favor with God and people. You see, I can't think of anyone who does not want to have a good reputation. But a good reputation doesn't just happen. It's something that we need to work at, and it's based on how we conduct ourselves as God's gorgeous girls. We need to make sure that we are intentional about the way that we're living our lives. Which brings us to my second and final point. Pursue holiness. If we want to have a good reputation like Ruth did, we need to keep pursuing holiness, even when things don't go as we had hoped, like in Ruth's story. Holiness simply means living set apart and devoted to God. We need to make sure that we are set apart from culture and the things of this world. 1 Peter 1 verse 14 to 15. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. You see, ladies, when we pursue holiness and we are devoted to God, God will clothe us with strength and dignity. He will enable us to do what we need to do in order to fulfill the hopes and dreams 
that he has for our lives. Ladies, I trust that you have been encouraged so far. We're going to continue in the word now as Simi comes up to encourage us. Sure, that's a tough act to follow. Give her another hand. That was great. Well, good evening. Sure, this is so nice. Just looking out at everyone. No masks. Are you awake tonight? Are we alive? That's great. Well, it's my privilege to bring the second part of the word. And uh, spoiler alert, you know the title. You know the scripture. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's quite funny because um, I have preached a message way back when in Middle Earth. And it was also, I was also told to preach about the future. And honestly, I'm kind of like, why me talking about the future? Well, what is it about, do I give up the thing of like I'm positive about the future? The future can be quite bleak. I mean, let's be real. It's, uh, there's a lot of the year left, and I think a lot of us are kind of like, really, do we have to kind of finish it? It's not getting better. It's not improving. The stages of load shedding are going up. The petrol price is going up. The interest rate is going up. It's, can we just get it over and done with? She laughs without fear of the future? Are you kidding me? She laughs at the future and goes, ha, ha, you got to be joking, right? Is this the future? Is this the future? One of the translations says um, she laughs at the days to come. And the first thing that came to mind was the Lion King. So, okay, I'm not, I'm not about, to, it's, it's, the, it's this animated one. I'm not about to get into discourse. I haven't watched the 2019 one. It's not even my Disney movie. My Disney movie is The Little Mermaid. I know this one from, exactly, right? It's the best one. Um, I, this is the one I watched as a kid. It's the scene where Simba is in the elephant graveyard, and he goes, I take a walk on the wild side. Danger, ha. I laugh in the face of danger, ha, 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 ha. And then he immediately runs away because he heard the echoes of his own laugh and the laugh of the hyenas. And I, honestly, I've never related to anything more because if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, I'm afraid of the things that I've done to myself. Obviously, the hyenas were part of that, but honestly, that, that's the first thing that came to mind. I laugh, I laugh, I laugh. This is so funny. I'm brave. Oh, no, I'm not. Me run and hide away. And we've got, this, we've got this theme, hopes and dreams, and we want to believe the best for our future. And last year, our theme was keeping hope alive. I mean, we... It's what we had to do. It wasn't looking any better. We were trying to improve, and uh, all we could really do was cling to hope. But we do know, I mean, all jokes aside, that God does have a plan and a future for us. And the Proverbs 31 woman holds on to that faith and that hope that things will get better. And as terrible as things may look, I can still laugh. I'm still going to find the joy, and there's still some things to look forward to. We all know Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But let's just backtrack a little bit to verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. I'm sorry, what? Did you just say 70 years? Am I even gonna live for another 70 years. Oh no, it gets worse, don't worry. Um, 
you start, it's a good thing he starts off with the whole thing of, I have a plan and a hope and a future for you, because he goes on to describe other assorted disasters such as famine, war, plague. Verse 18 says, a curse and an object of horror. What does that even mean, like an object of horror? And yet, there's also an instruction in this chapter where he tells people to live anyway. He instructs them to marry and have children, to make sure that their number does not decrease, but rather increases, to have babies, to build houses, to grow crops, produce food and industry, increase in numbers, do not back down, do not decrease in spirit, let alone the crowd. There is a plan, you just have to keep on keeping on. And despite hearing this terrible prophecy for the future, there's also a warning that we need to keep on keeping on. Don't let that circumstance get to you. Hold on to the plan and keep doing what you've been instructed to do. So, I mean, I think of, I think of transition lenses. Have you ever, I'm sure you know that. It's glasses, basically, uh, when you're outside, they go a bit darker. When, you, uh, when the clouds come out, they go a bit lighter. You go inside, you know, they go clear. You don't have to keep taking off your glasses and putting on other glasses. You wear the same glasses, but it adjusts depending on the circumstances that the light is. So, that's what we're going to do tonight. Here's some tips to laugh at the days to come. So, point number one, have a plan. They're all P's. So, I've got three P's for you. That's the first P. Or, for want of a better expression, prepare. So, Pastor Andre has released a book uh, called The Power of Intentional Living. And um, a lot of you would have read it over lockdown, came out on Kindle. My favorite chapter, I mean, I've read it like a hundred times because I worked on it. My favorite chapter is The Power of Preparation. It's chapter five. Cannot recommend it enough. And basically, I, I, you can't get me to shut up about it. We are either preparing or repairing. We are either preparing or repairing. Preparation is not a reflection on a lack of faith in God. Um, in the same way, Jesus endorsed natural and spiritual preparation. Why do we take out life insurance? Not because we believe we're going to die in two minutes' time. Why do we write a will? Because we don't trust our family? No, because it's a safety net. It's a plan. It's a concrete plan. And you don't want the worst to happen, but you're prepared for it anyway. You know what I mean? It says in Luke 22, this is an example of Jesus having a physical and spiritual plan. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. I mean, Jesus could have just gone, okay, go to that place, and there's the Passover. No, 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 you need to prepare the Passover because I'm not going to be here forever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what you need to do, but you still have to do it and lay out and plan and prepare. I mean, think in the context of ESCOM, right, with load shedding. We don't always know. Sometimes you get that notification half an hour before your power goes out that, hey, load shedding's back, yay. You can still prepare with that half an hour 
I mean, some, it's not the greatest, but you still can make a plan. If you find out, oh no, it's stage three, and I was thought we were stage two, you can still go, okay, let me charge my power bank. Let me charge my phone. Even if you don't have a generator or batteries or whatever, you can still go, okay, let me cook dinner after the power comes back on. You know, like, just a little bit of a plan. I think on the biggest scale, maybe it's time to sit down and have a plan for what you think may unfold in the coming months and years. As you see how the year is going, maybe it's time to sit back and go, maybe I need to just prepare a little bit better. I don't know what's going to come for me, but I can see things are changing and things are developing. Maybe I need to sit down with my family and have a chat. Point number two, have a piece. Have a piece. A piece of what? No, 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 a piece. Peace of the Lord, not peace. No, the peace, a singular peace in God. Maybe you prepared to the nth degree and it still went horribly wrong. I don't know who needs to hear this, but that's not your fault. It's got nothing to do with you. You played your part. You waited on God. It's just that life really does happen. And I think the Proverbs 31 woman can laugh at that. I mean, it's one of those things, you have ever had anything terrible happen and you think, you know what, I'm crying now, but I know in a few years' time I'm gonna have a good chuckle about this. It's one of those things. In the peace, we just need to keep on waiting on God, have a peace and understanding. A key to that is worship, honesty. Just remain in worship, worship in everything you do. And as dreadful as some of the things that may have happened throughout this year have been, acceptance is actually a key thing. It's an important part of healing. It sounds a bit defeatist, but it's, it's a really important step in healing. Acknowledge the terrible thing. Don't deny it. Don't think that if I act like it never happened, it's gonna go away. Go, you know what? This horrible, terrible, awful thing happened to me. I'm gonna go to my support system. I'm gonna go to my pastor. I'm gonna talk about what happened and how this is affecting me and how I can't let it go. And then I wait on God and I wait for it. And only after acceptance and being able to sit back and go, this terrible thing happened to me, gratitude gratitude. You don't throw gratitude at someone who's suffering and say, no, but be grateful. No, no, no. Let, just, let me find my peace first. <laughs> let me just like wait on God first and then we can have gratitude. Which brings me to point number three, have a party. Because, I mean, life is for living, right? In the book of Jeremiah, they were encouraged to just carry on living, get married, have babies, make food. She laughs. She laughs without fear of the future. Laughter implies a good time. It implies fun, it implies happiness. What is a life if you merely survive it? Coping is not living, surviving is not living. <laughs> there is joy to be found in the gratitude. And once you've accepted and you're able to step back and celebrate, can you really enjoy life and actually go, yes, there's a lot of fun to be found here. And it's an opportunity. So to jump on my dad's bandwagon again, if you've ever read Finding a Way to Win, one of the key illustrations is uh, the definition of opportunity, which means toward port. So uh, it's from the, the Latin is ob portum veniens. Veniens is apparently how you say that. Veniens, which means coming towards a port. When the situation is right for you to do something you're interested in doing, you have the opportunity to do it. Coming towards a port refers to a favorable wind blowing ships into the harbor. Think of an opportunity as something a good wind blew your way. Not all winds have to be bad. They can be bad, but they can still be used for good. And there can be some terrible circumstances that you can still find a way 
to win. You can still find a way to find joy. You can still find a way to celebrate life, even though things are dreadful. You can still find a way to accept joy. And not everything has to be terrible, but it is good to accept. And I think just something to remember, a lot of people have been going through many different circumstances over the last two years. And as, as fine, as good, it's good and well to say, you know, trust in God, believe in everything, but, but sometimes you just need to love on people and stop telling them to, oh no, you know, it'll be okay, sure, but maybe just give them a hug and tell them, I'm gonna help you get on the ship. I'm gonna help you turn, and turn your sails towards the right direction. I'm gonna help you do this instead of going, ah, oh, you got this. I mean, you got this, but we're here for you. We are here for you. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry.